moving. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. Well, it's been a while, but it's time for another Mad About Movies. Movie news, rumors, rumblings, roundup, extravaganza, jamboree, for the cure. Pro-Am. Yeah, Pro-Am, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's been... Pro-Am will never not be funny to me, I'm sorry. In 10 years, you're going to be like, God, stop making that joke. But I, it, it always cracks me up. <laughs> I love Pro-Ams. Like, we need more Pro-Ams in the world. I'm pro-Pro-Am, for sure. Um... <laughs> Uh, it, man, it's we it feel like it's definitely overdue. Um, but there's just been so many movies that have come out, you know. Like, Jeez, what yeah. we've done is usually we'll do, uh, you know, an episode on movie news, and we'll do an episode on our review, and then we'll do VIP episodes, we'll do AMAs, things like that during our week. But there's just been so many movies that we've kind of supplemented the movie news with extra movie reviews. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you've gotten more movie reviews from us than normal in the past. Uh, year or so uh, recently, and that'll continue over on the VIP. That we're really excited. Uh, we released our Lighthouse episode exclusively there. So if you've seen the Lighthouse, it's kind of an Oscar-y movie that's out right now. Um, Brian and I were on the VIP and talked about that, and it was uh, it was a time. So let's just say, if you want to hear that episode, <laughs> you're going to have to subscribe to the VIP. Um, a lot of opinions being thrown around there. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, that one is worth, I would say, just the subscription. Download that one, make it, make your own opinion, and then delete it. And I think you'll <laughs> say it's worth the money. So, um, you know, plus you get all our past episodes and future ones too. So yeah. it's, it's a win-win yeah. for everybody. And That's a good point, though, Kent. Just in case anybody's wondering on that, because we do get that email every once in a while. I say, hey, if I sign up for the VIP. Do I just start getting new episodes now or no? We've been doing the VIP feed for two and a half years, and you will get every single episode that is on that feed. Every so throwback, back. every AMA, and I'm pretty sure like all of that content is pretty much evergreen on yeah, there. We, it is. we don't really do movie news no. yet, chat yet yeah. on there. Um, you get some so, sports episodes. You get all yeah. kinds of ridiculousness on there. Yeah, so. good. A lot of lists, a lot of brackets, mm-hmm. a lot of snack bracket. <laughs> yeah. Mad about yeah. music. A lot of over there, too. Uh-huh. It's good. It's good. It's good. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP for that. Um, but, man, there's so much stuff to talk about, Brian. Um, I know you're listening at home, listener, and you're noticing an absence of a Richard. No, we're not talking about the woods. Um, <laughs> but he will be joining us for Ford v. Ferrari uh, the sequel to Batman v Superman uh, later this um, week, and so check that out on the main feed too if you've seen Ford v Ferrari. But um, Brian and I are here to talk some movie news, industry subjects, uh, kind of wrap a few things up that have been lingering the past few weeks. So, man, you know if you're in my circle, all you've been talking about the past couple weeks is Disney Plus. Man, Golly, it's been like. Seriously. I swear, you know, I work for a sports company and all I hear about there is Disney Plus. It's like, you know, it's like it penetrates all aspects of life and it's incredible how Disney is able to do that, you know? Um, yeah. They just pull on the nostalgia so hard that, and they're able to cash in on that, you know? Everybody, I think, especially now that they've acquired all the Fox properties and Lucasfilm and everything, I think everybody can kind of say that they have a soft spot for something. Disney related now mm-hmm. um, and that they would go back and watch something that's Disney plus has been offering. And so certainly the launch day had that draw for many people being able to go back and watch all those movies 
show their kids a lot of movies that they haven't been able to see, you know, a lot of movies that maybe haven't been able to get on Blu-ray up until now, things like that, and plus a lot of original series, uh, too, which we'll talk about. But, um, Brian, I know you're a Disney Plus subscriber. I have I have gotten the free trial, so just mm-hmm. check out the uh, interface and what they've got going on. Sure. So I want your, want your thoughts on that, um, but... Right at the outset, you know, like I said, I think Disney Plus is really going to cash in on on people's nostalgia, and yeah, uh, that's that's going to be really what their their calling card is is the IP that they own, and that's fine um, if they can capitalize on that IP by bringing new series related to that. That's great too, but you know, my big question about Disney Plus is what are they going to do when the nostalgia wears off uh, when they're, they're done rebooting? Disney shows from our youth, the Lizzie McGuire's and such, you know, and people mm-hmm. are done rewatching Toy Story, then what are they going to do, you know? Um, yeah. And so my concern for Disney Plus is more three to five years from now than it is right now. I think they're going to be the most successful one right out the gate. Um, and so that's kind of my main thoughts on how Disney Plus has gone. I want your I want your initial impressions on it mm-hmm. and kind of what you've been hearing uh, good and bad from people that you've uh, been talking to. Sure, yeah, it's you're, you're exactly right. It's you know it's very huge at the moment. That'll cool a little bit, I assume, as people get kind of used to having access to all of these things, and then they'll start grumbling and whatnot about it. But the the real trick is going to be: does the original content justify keeping it around? You know, it doesn't matter for people like me because I have a six year old and. Um, we're going to have for, you know, for six bucks a month or whatever it is, it's very easy. That's a very easy budget item for us with, with a kid. But if you don't have a kid, um, or if you have older kids or whatever, is that still going to be a thing that you need or that you will, you know, easily justify, um, in, in a few, you know, in a few weeks, in a few months, once the initial nostalgia has kind of worn off. And I think some of that will be, how low they keep the price or how long they keep the price pretty low. We we all know it's going to go up, right? Like it's not going to stay 699 for the next 10 years. It's this is how these things work. They get you sucked in and then they slowly raise the price. And uh and so that that's how it works. Now if they if they gradually raise the price the way Netflix has, I that's that would be the smart move, but who knows? Maybe they say t- next week, like, hey, by the way, uh starting January 2021, it's 1499 a month. That will start putting people making people consider things again, unless the original content is just banging. So the Mandalorian has been huge. Um, I know that I think we, you and I, at least we need to do, we need to do like quarterly episodes or something on that. We need to do like every four episodes we need to, we need to talk about it or something, but so we'll, we'll get to that for sure. If you're waiting for that, I think, I think Kent, you and I will get to that at some point soon. We'll definitely do a, uh, a full episode. Yeah, end, we need at least uh, do a wrap up episode, but it'd be fun. To, it, maybe every four episodes or something, we can figure something out. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get down to the details on that. So the Mandalorian's been huge. Um, the that just blew up and kind of broke the internet for a while. That's one that you have multiple Marvel shows that are coming. There's more Star Wars content. The other stuff that they put up that I think we're going to talk about here in just a second, Kent. The original stuff is very interesting and some of it is very good. I haven't watched all of it by any means, but the there's some there's some good stuff there. So I think it works on both sides. Again, it is a genius move to have it uh to 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 have this service set up at, at six ninety nine. That's just that's a goal that's gold. That's such an easy play for most people to do. But I have been surprised honestly 
by how prevalent it has been. I mean, it wasn't just that first day when they couldn't get the servers going and all that sort of stuff. How many people were just freaking out and, and, uh, and being grumpy about that kind of thing. Um, but like, it's all over. It's all anyone wants to talk about at work. Like you mentioned, um, it's all anybody's talking about on Twitter or on TikTok. There's like 4 million TikToks about, uh, Disney plus over Netflix and things like that. It's, I mean, it is, it is huge. And even in our, like our discord channel for our, our VIPs, I was surprised, I guess, by how quickly so many of those people, um, picked up on the service and we started talking about it and, oh, look, it doesn't have this or, hey, they have that. And this was funny to me, Ken. I don't know why I didn't, I didn't really think about this, but because you and I are weird, we live in a world where um, we have access to all of the movies uh, because you and I have had substantial movie collections because this is what we do. We're movie people all all the way and movie podcasters and blah, 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 blah. Um, but so many people that I've talked to either in our discord channel or just in real life are like, Oh man, I hadn't seen the, the first Ant-Man since it was in theaters. That was really cool. And I'm like, well, I, that's weird to me. I've probably seen Ant-Man 20 times since it came out in theaters just because we own it and my kid wants to watch it or I put it on in the background or something like that. But there's so many people that that is not a reality for. And so, um, it's a, it's a remembrance of all these movies that they maybe haven't had access to since, Maybe since they were kids, maybe with those, you know, the Disney classics, but maybe just since like 2014 <laughs> when they saw him, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, so how much will that keep people, keep people's interest for the long term? I think will be part of the, uh, the equation yeah. here. Yeah. It's funny to see the stuff that they don't have, just like you're mentioning uh, mm-hmm. with our discord, uh, people, um, we've been having a lot of fun going through some of the Disney plus shows and kind of live tweeting them or live uh, chatting about them and that, and that, but what we're saying is they, that they have the original trilogy and they have the prequel trilogy and they have the force awakens, but they don't have the last Jedi yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's some very random, you know, and they don't have Avengers. It's all Infinity licensing War, agreements. I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. I know Netflix still has a lot of this until next year, Yeah, but it's just funny the politics involved in the launch because they probably should have launched with the hat everything right uh but you know the, did dapple plus force their hand launching at november one do you know what what yeah, was the strategy sure. there um and uh it's very interesting to see because i've seen like an ad on instagram for disney plus that was like from the original trilogy to the mandalorian catch star wars and it's like well not everything you know i was just surprised <laughs> You know, just how much stuff they kind of left off at launch, you know, like how much stuff has been on the Blu-ray sets of, you know, Star yeah. Wars, all those documentaries, all that kind of stuff I thought would be available, you know, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much you can watch the movies and I think there's like, you know, the Empire Dreams special is on there, but I mean, yeah. it's been on YouTube for like eight right. years, you know, so I mean, that's not an exclusive by any means. So I was just kind of surprised at that. That they didn't throw more like just content at you on day one, you know. They kind of soft launched it. It felt like in terms of what they could have given us, um, but they, you know, they came out of the gate strong. The Mandalorian was super solid. I love the first episode. Um, we're, we'll get into it more specifically. I don't want to spoil anything, you know, because yeah. not everybody has Disney Plus. Totally. But, um, you know, I thought the production value was there. And to be honest, Brian, the best thing I've seen on Disney Plus so far is this Imagineering Story documentary yeah. series that they Isn't have. Isn't it cool? It's so good. It's just about 
Walt Disney's empire and how he started it and what it's become since then, you know, obviously with the theme parks, but, you know, expanding out of that. But just the self-awareness of Disney to do that is I love because, sure, we love Disney content, but I'm just as interested in the machine of in the the, uh, industry of Disney than I am. Yes. The product, you know, and I guess we can kind of transition to Apple with that and say, um, you know, if Apple had the self-awareness to say, oh, we're going to do an Inside Apple documentary series and it's going to be about how we make the iPhone and all these things that rule your life, basically. I think, like, things like that people would kind of want to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking with Richard off the air about about Apple TV Plus and just kind of this whole launch process, and, you know, that kind of came and went. Uh, the morning show is kind of still out there, but, you know, like I said, unless Jennifer Aniston or if Steve Carell wins an Emmy for it, it's really, no one's really going to go back and watch it. I don't feel like it's it's going to be a binge that people kind of catch in January randomly, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. I think it's going to have some, have to have some kind of publicity behind it for people to go back and say, Oh, Oh, I need to check that out because the publicity was there like day one, but that's really it. And, you know, the series was not available day one for people to binge. And so they're mm-hmm. hoping to keep people uh, invested. And, you know, I understand that you don't want people to get the trial and then binge and cancel, but at the same time, you want that buzz, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. that never hurts stranger things. Right. So, right. I, I, I see it both ways, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm more nervous for Apple in the short term than I am in the long term because yes, they have a trillion dollars and they, they can find the creatives to make the great content, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not encouraging results, you know, and I was all for Apple right out right. the gate. I thought, I thought they would have some really strong offerings and, to be honest, uh, for all mankind, show is is fine. You know, it's. I mean, it's like a lower level HBO type show. Um, it's kind of a hypothetical future kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's alt history or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like a man in the high castle kind of thing. Gotcha. And then, um, um, what else have I seen on the C? That like high concept, like Game of Thronesy <laughs> show with literally mm-hmm. with. Jason Momoa in it. Right. Does he have a chain wallet? Just for the record. Okay. Oh, I don't know yet. I haven't got that far. Okay, good. Until TBD. (laughs) He crushes a whiskey and throws it into a a wave, though. Oh, thank God. That's good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, that's pretty much it that they had, you know? Um, They really haven't had anything uh, other than, like, Snoopy series or something, you know? So it's been funny to see that kind of happen and um you know just what a kind of fart in the wind that was uh the apple tv plus launch and (laughs) what they're going to try to do to combat that is going to be very interesting because i have a feeling they're going to throw i don't even know who the biggest people they've already got spielberg you know so who else Right. Who else can well, you get? I mean, that Chazelle show is coming at yeah. some point. The Shyamalan show is about to drop. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the past, and my my stance on it's kind of remained the same. I I think it was really smart to do it the way they did with including, uh, basically saying you can have this for free when you get a new device because we're all addicted to their devices, and that's that was a smart way to do things because I think they were going to have a really hard time selling it. I think they were going to have a tough time just coming out and saying, Hey, 
uh, get, even at five bucks a month, you want to see a show with Jason Momoa that looks kind of weird? N- no, not really. Do you? I mean, morning like the morning show. Netflix, I think. I know <laughs> exactly. No joke. There's like um, three pilots that didn't work on Netflix <laughs> with Jason Momoa. Yeah, I, taking that as as a he's hint. A, he's a strange. I don't. I'm not going to get into J- Jason Momoa slander, <laughs> but it 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 definitely feels like he's somebody that executives are like, well, people just freaking love Jason Momoa. And the, then Did general audiences are like, SNL? not, Dude, not really. It, I mean, he's crushed. okay. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I mean, I know some people who are super into him, but I, I think they are definitely in the minority. The it doesn't exists, uh, So why do we, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, um, anyway, it, it just, I think all this stuff that I've seen, it makes it look like they're, they're in the business of making, um, high concept, high quality content, which is, that's a great idea. And you are going to get, I think you're going to get filmmakers and you're going to get creators and stuff because they're going to have, um, some, some, uh, ability to just kind of do what they want and make the shows or the movie or the whatever that they want. And that's great. That's great for creators. It's not necessarily great for, the company that's trying to sell those creations to uh, to mass audiences and stuff. I I just everything that I've seen on it, it doesn't look like it's designed with, um, certainly not designed with our parents in mind, and it's not really designed with like most of the people in my peer group in mind. It it <laughs> feels like it's mostly designed for uh, people who have a movie podcast, you know, or something like that, and I just. I, I hope it's all good. That'd be great if it's good because I'm here for all the content. And if Apple wants to pour a lot of money into making that kind of thing, that's great. Um, but I I don't see necessarily how that translates to um, a business model. If it's a part of your existing business model that's so huge that nobody can live without it, then then that makes some sense to me. But to do it the way they've done it, um, as far as just the content goes, I just, I don't know that that's going to have a lot of legs. And, and to your point, Kent, I just, I swear I could not have one conversation Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, last week without it turning to Disney plus and quickly too. It wasn't like, Oh, I've been in a, I don't know. I've been in a waiting room for an hour and now the conversation, no, it was like people will, Hell yeah. How's it going? It's going. Have you tried Disney plus yet? You know, it's just, people mm-hmm. are so pumped for it. And this app, these Apple shows have been out there for for a few weeks, not a super long time, but but a, a bit now. And I don't feel like there is any cultural conversation on that. And that may be complete bias on my part of just like, hey, it's not big in my circle of, or my sphere of influence, and that you know, okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that my my sphere of influence is is everyone. Um, but even on like Twitter, even in larger discussions on our discord. I mean, everywhere that I can possibly go, I just, I don't feel like this it's having, there's any conversation taking place around this stuff. And if it is, it's pretty much all on, uh, is it more, is it called morning show? Is that what the show the is called? Show. The morning show, which okay. is, I mean, I don't want to do, we'll probably do an episode on it at the end. Cause mm. it, I mean, but, um, for a show that has, um, you know, two, if not three, of the comedic voices of our generation in Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, and Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. to be the most unfunny show. Ah, that's a bummer. And the most bummer of a subject is all about the Me Too, like, like, uh, Matt Lauer type stuff, you know? Um, it's just like, no one, like, we watch TV to get away from that stuff. 
like and, mm-hmm. and I do personally, you know, sure. to get away from like the horror of what's going on. So I don't want like to go watch Steve Carell talk about and pretend to be in that world. You know, I don't like so that to me that as soon as I realized that's that's what it was, it, it was a huge turnoff. Like when they announced it, I thought it was going to be a sitcom about a morning show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston, like The Office or like who knows, three camera or something would have been way better than what, what it actually was. It's like the most Sorkin-y wannabe kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, I said, why not just throw 100 mil at Sorkin, considering, you know, Steve Jobs was friends with him, and he wrote the Steve Jobs movie, and he's the most Apple guy, you know? It just makes sense. Like, for a branding, like, he should have been the face of Apple TV Plus from the outset. And um, that is sad. Um, apparently, the morning show... Cost fifteen million an episode to make. Oh, man, that's as much as the final season of Game of Thrones per episode <laughs> cost. And we're not kidding. Yeah, and I don't see how that's possible, considering like it's a set, yeah, like a TV well, set. Well, like, salary, once. right? I know it's got to be salary, but like I'm, I would assume that's like most. It's probably which is, I'm not saying that's salary, right. I'm just saying that's five million insane. per episode. Yeah, on, no, that's you built like a desk. Like a like a yeah. morning show desk, and that's the set of the show. I don't understand. I mean, and they said they they are that C also cost fifteen million an episode. Man. Um, and oh, we forgot about Dickinson, the uh, <laughs> Haley Steinfeld, uh, Emily Dickinson yeah. uh, thing. You know, like we said, millennials love Di- Emily Dickinson, <laughs> man. Can't, those kids can't stop vaping and Dickinson and at their schools. Every, every dadgum snap sent is about Dickinson. It is. Uh. Like I said, man, but, I mean, the uh, Brad Renfro series with T.S. Eliot, uh, Eliot was great when we were growing up, so I can see why they would want to. I watch it every day. It so, is. Uh, just it's for so the nostalgia. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's sad, but it was good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. It's funny to see uh, see all that happen and then the response. So right after Disney Plus launches, everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God, DuckTales, holy crap, you know, things like that. Netflix announces, we have announced a partnership with Nickelodeon to bring all of Nickelodeon content to Netflix plus new original series, etc. So Nicktoons is now on Netflix. And then simultaneously... HBO Max, which is set to launch here, I believe, in 2020, beginning of, um, has announced a partnership with Cartoon Network and Adult Swim and TBS uh, for their content. So they're, you know, they're all swinging at each other now. Yes. It's like, oh, uh-huh. you want yeah. that nostalgia? Streaming Wars has officially well, started, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Like, yo, you, want, you think Disney's nostalgic? Well, how about freaking Nicktoons, you know? Oh, yeah, you think Nicktoons are nostalgic? Well, how about, you know... Uh, cartoon cartoon right Johnny Bravo remember him huh you know it's it's like that's basically the games they're playing now and and it's it's very funny to see but you know I would bet on HBO Max just because you know it's got HBO and you know they've got this friends reunion apparently that's gonna happen on HBO Max at launch so I mean they're not doing new episodes of friends but they're doing some kind of special some kind of look back I don't know some kind of exclusive thing for for that so so yeah man it's like i said disney plus is is out the gate strong you know i think they'll they'll kind of plateau a little bit but they'll be fine in the end um the the thing i will say about hbo max and about apple tv plus 
is that they they will be willing to let creatives be creatives. And yes. Disney Disney and Disney Plus Disney are will not. not. Yeah. It's going to be you, <laughs> you fit our system big time, big and, time. And if you don't, goodbye. Go find someone else. You know. So they are limited to the family friendly, um, like demographic, and so that's expect to be that content mm-hmm. to be what you see on. You're not going to get the next Sopranos on Disney Plus. It's not going to happen. Right. It's like if they're going to do I that. It's going to the Mandalorian is going to yeah. be about as gritty and adult as you're probably going to get. Um, I would imagine. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, any other thoughts on on kind of the streaming war stuff? Did you check out Apple TV Plus or anything or any of the shows content? <sighs> I have not yet. Um, my wife just got a new phone, so we'll have I have access now. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't going to sign up for it at the in the moment. Um, yeah. So we got the free. I don't know. I've got a flight this week. I may, I may see if I can pull it up on on uh, my iPad or something and, and check some of it out. I mean, I I'm not opposed to any of it. Like I said, some of it looks. Even if it doesn't look good, it looks interesting and it looks like it's. I think you would like for all mankind. That's probably. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that one out. I would suggest to you. Sure. And I and I want to see morning. Show. I mean, I'm going to for sure watch morning show just because of uh, who it is and mm-hmm. the the contents. I mean, and there's no that that's that's something that is that is either very much made for me, not for us, for the three of us, or it is made for us and done poorly. You know what I mean? Like there's no, that is very much up our alley if it's done well. So I'm going to, I'm for sure going to check that out. Um, but I haven't yet. And I'm not, I don't feel like there's a cry for it either. And we're in a unique position on that because we have this podcast and we have people who email and tweet and discord and whatever at us on a daily basis. And, and, um, and ask for movies, ask us to review shows, ask us to, you know, are you going to do, I mean, that's why we did the lighthouse last week, right? Like we got 500 people that were like, Hey, when are you guys going to talk about the lighthouse? And so we had to do it. I mean, have we gotten no, one I just said the morning email show. or tweet or whatever? The first day people <laughs> no. were like, have y'all seen this morning? Yes, show? That, absolutely. No, yeah. Not since nope. then. Okay, no. cool. Yep. No, there's not, there's not really a, a demand for it. Again, you, you said, right. And this will can kind of wrap it up. You said at the top, it doesn't the 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 short term outlook for Apple, even when it looks poor, it doesn't really matter. It's it's all about the long term effect because Apple has so much money that they can do this for as long as they really want to and hope that it, you know, eventually catches on and we people get it after a while. Or maybe even that it just is it continues to exist almost in the Amazon Prime verse, you know, where it's like you you have uh, you have your iPhone. Uh, you get access to Apple News. You get uh, you get Apple Music. You also get these shows, and everybody's like, "Cool." Wouldn't really pay for that, but that's cool, and that could still be the way it is in five years or ten years. I don't know, but uh, but they have the money to string it out as long as they want to string it out until it finds an audience, or it doesn't find an audience. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really funny um, because. It's amazing how much money they have, and they're going to tout some big number. You know, Tim Cook's mm-hmm. going to get up there and be like, Apple TV has been viewed on over 500 million iPhones. <laughs> you know, yeah. like some, okay, does that mean anything? Like, we don't we don't know. Um, right. Like I said, I think they're just in it for the art. Honestly, I really do believe that. Sure. Whereas Disney Plus is in it for the money. Um, so... That'll be the real tell, you know. I think artists can go to go to Apple with crazier ideas and 
a little bit more freedom and whether the results will be there, who knows? Everything mm-hmm. might suck. They might might yeah. be a huge whiff, you know. It might be like the most wannabe criterion thing ever. But right. you know, if they get one or two shows a year that are okay, I think um, you know, maybe they'll get gain some some notoriety and sure. you know, during award season if they can have one or two shows in contention, I think uh, you know, Netflix took them a while. But, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like the Amazon Primes and Netflix is you know, last Emmys, that was all that, all the shows, you know, so sure. And HBO. So times are changing and it would not surprise me if, if in four years it's all Disney plus Apple TV plus and uh crackle plus shows. <laughs> right. Or, obviously uh, chicken soup for the soul plus shows, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. Not about movies plus. Right. Taking over. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, on the subject of Disney, there's been some drama, some more drama behind the scenes with them. <laughs> we haven't discussed yet so you know i guess we can start off with the benioff and weiss stuff because to me this is i don't really know what to make of this to be quite honest with you i don't know if it's like oh benioff and weiss signed signed this hundred million dollar deal with netflix they're gonna go do that um they don't have time to do star wars or at the same time benioff and weiss surely they would make time for star wars if you know if you know, knowing the money that they could make with that, they would make mm. over a hundred million dollars probably if if Star Wars is as successful as it could be. You know, in the two billion dollar range as a movie. You know, if you got some back end on that as a producer. So, man, um, very interesting, very weird. You know, I think it's more of a PR thing uh, than anything. Like, like their first project out of. After Game of Thrones couldn't be Star Wars because if it's sucked, then their careers are over and Star Wars is over, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they have to kind of go out there and do other stuff and gain people's trust back a little bit. Um, you know, I think had the final season of Game of Thrones been more well received or better received than it was, this would have not happened. And I 100% mm-hmm. believe that. Um, so, what do you make of all this, Brian? I mean, I think it was very much, um, it's, too, I mean, there's, there's two things happening here, right? Like it, it, it seems pretty clear that this move was kind of in the works sometime between, uh, when the Game of Thrones finale aired and when their Netflix overall deal was, was announced and, um, and that Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm and Star and Disney were, kind of not thrilled with how this last season of game of thrones went like a lot of people were and uh that maybe they were they were looking to move on anyway and then you had this big thing come in with netflix and it seems like both parties kind of saying uh and maybe this is just one's i don't know maybe disney kind of let them save face in some ways or maybe the other way around i don't know but it definitely seems like both parties are kind of saying uh you know what i don't think this is actually going to happen for us. This is not going to end up being a great deal for, for either party. Um, could for, for Disney, they're saying, man, we just dealt with a lot of crap with last Jedi. Some deserved, some totally not deserved. Do we really want to, uh, to then hand this off to another group who has also dealt with a ton of fan backlash recently? Again, some deserved and some not deserved. Um, not to, you know, there were other things too that were, Benioff and White both have um, 
I don't know, gotten into some hot buttons issues at points over the last year and and maybe you just don't want to deal with that if you're Disney. And if you're Benioff and Weiss, you're saying, dude, Netflix is giving us $250 million to go make the show slash movie slash whatever that we want. Um, why wouldn't we just go do that instead of having to work within the Disney system? And I mean, part of it for me would be like, well, but you get to make Star Wars, man. Like there's nothing like making Star Wars, but I also understand the impetus of, I'd rather make my own content and, uh, or have the freedom to adapt what I want, whatever it's going to be at Netflix. I, it seemed like a, a partnership that was kind of destined to fail. So I'm glad they figured this all out. Whoever came, whoever decided to end it first, or if it was a mutual, truly a mutual parting or whatever, I'm glad that they decided to do it now rather than let what happened with like Lord and Miller take place again. Like this, this was the time to get out of this for both parties to still be able to move on and just do what they wanted to do. You know? Yeah, man, you gotta realize that, um, you can't be an artist and, and do Star Wars unless you're J.J. Abrams, I guess. Unless your art literally is like the most <laughs> down the middle. Yeah, unless you were genetically designed yeah, to make Star Wars movies. genetically designed yeah. to make blockbusters. And uh-huh. like the movies that you make, when I mean, you're being 100% completely honest, artistically are those, you know, like sure. Spielberg or George Lucas, like those movies – Mm-hmm. that's the kind of filmmakers that they need. They don't need these. They need to, stop, need to stop going after people that have made one movie that made, you know, that did well at Sundance. They got to stop doing that. They've got to get, let these guys get themselves established a little bit more. I like what they're doing with Kevin Feige. Get these people that have proven track records of success in these franchise, in this franchise business to, to, um, keep you going, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's honestly frustrating, you know, and sad, you know. But I, I the Mandalorian is is going to win a lot of people back, you know. And if the, the rise of Skywalker is is any good, then that's certainly going to help. And I think we should talk about about that a little bit. Um, there's rumors going out there, uh, you know, about it you know, still reshoots, whatever. Um, a lot of those have been officially denied. Uh, by mm-hmm. Disney, um, you know that's that's understandable, but you know I'm pretty nervous for this because, from all indications, the original plan uh, for the Rise of Skywalker from the outset in 2015, when uh, when the uh, Force Awakens came out, and in 2012 when they bought Lucasfilm. From Dis- or you know when Disney bought Lucasfilm from from George Lucas, mm-hmm. the plan was to give each of these legacy characters their last hoorah, right? So the Force Awakens was gonna be Han Solo, the second one was gonna be Luke, and the third one was going to be Leia. Well, obviously things have changed um, unexpectedly. You know, middle of shooting Last Jedi. Um, this has all since been confirmed by Carrie Fisher's brother and daughter, um, and that was the original plan. And it makes total sense to me, especially when you hear the uh, you know see those final trailer uh, for the, for the Rise of Skywalker, and it's like Leia's theme is like the theme that they use in it. And um, I'm just very curious at how they're going to 
make this work if that was the original plan because you know to me that makes the most sense the the that would have been you know god forbid you know carrie fisher's no longer with us but that would have been the best way to end this mm. um have her be the last jedi have her be this the rise of skywalker it's not ray it's her this is her story she's the help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope right this is her discovering her powers that Luke said in, in uh, Return of the Jedi, right? And she'll mm-hmm. find that power someday, right? So this that would have been the the perfect, in my opinion, ending to everything. You know, Rey goes off to, and does whatever, lives happily ever after, and then Leia discovers her, her Force abilities, and we've all it all comes full circle. And maybe there's an Anakin reference there along the way, and, and we're all happy. So now, um, Leia's still in the movie, but what capacity? We don't know. We are living in a time of de-aging, which they've already de-aged Leia once in this thing. Um, was that a test? Uh, you know, for maybe what they could get away with? I don't know. Uh, you know, what they did with Rogue One. And so I'm really nervous about how they're going to try to make this thing work, man. Um, I've heard rumors of time travel. Um, <laughs> like, literally, J.J. has, like, said the word F it. I'm just going to make the movie I want to make. Like... And this is the last one, and I'm going to go for it. To me, that's, that sounds like big concept, big idea, instead of play it safe mode, you know, like they kind of have been. Sure. So that makes me nervous, but I think the spectacle will be there. I think um, the, I don't know, the hype will be there. I think it'll make money, but I don't know if people will be satisfied at the end. And I think that's what I'm most nervous about and what they're most nervous about. Yeah, it's the the thing that's tough with this is um and we you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm not gonna completely restate everything that I've said previously, but like it is very difficult now to tell the difference. No, that's not correct. Um there is so much BS. There's so much noise on the Star Wars fan front that it's really hard to take anything that comes out good or negative and, and see it um, with any like authenticity or like believability or anything like that. You're just kind of like, I saw that stuff, you know, there were that, that rumor was circulating last week about um, that they were reshooting stuff and that it was a complete disaster with test audiences and all this sort of stuff. And then that was denied. And not only was it denied, it was like denied in such a way that you're like, okay, clearly that was bull. And it was all coming from a really not particularly good source. But there's so much, uh, again, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get too, there are, like I've said before, there are many, many reasons to, um, to be critical of the last Jedi that are legitimate. And if you hate that movie because of these legitimate reasons, I think that's totally fair. And, you know, if that takes away your excitement for this movie or any other Star Wars enterprises, like, that's fine. I totally get it. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way, but that's okay. That's okay. We can have our differing opinions. Then there are really gross, illegitimate, toxic reasons to dislike The Last Jedi. And if you're in that camp, then please stop listening. I'm done. Like, we don't, we don't need that kind of crap. But that group muddies up the waters so much that it's just really difficult to... I don't know, tread through all the stuff that's out there. And because it's Star Wars too, 
there's just more of it. You know, it brings out more people, good and bad, on both sides of of the you know the Star Wars fan equation. It it brings out everybody because Star Wars is Star Wars because it's so huge. And so, I don't know. I honestly, I wouldn't say I'm just like sticking my head in the sand and you know I'll see you on December nineteenth. But but I'm kind of. I'm I'm pretty close to that front because it's it there's way I don't know like I'm at the point where it's like there's nothing that's gonna tell me whether or not Star Wars there's no indication that I can trust that's gonna tell me whether or not Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is good other than me sitting and watching Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker you know and there's right. just there's too much going on out there to to make it impossible to to dig through all that stuff anymore um i hope it's great obviously i'm the biggest star wars fan in the world and so i hope it's great um i hope it it continues the star wars legacy in a, in a great way i hope it wraps up the skywalker story really beautifully i hope it sends off these characters that we that i have really come to love over the last couple of films off in a great way um and that jj gets to make uh the movie that he wants to make and until I see otherwise, I will just assume that that's what's going to happen. And because I love Star Wars and that's where I'm, you know, that's where I'm going to reside is a, is a place of positivity because nothing has been done to this point to make me feel like me personally feel like, um, this is in bad hands, um, until mm-hmm. I'm proven otherwise, basically. Right. Same man. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really hyped now. Seeing the Mandalorian, you know. Yeah, I don't want to put the Mandalorian. Feels so Star Warsy, man. It's it so does. Good. It's so Gosh. my. It's so my my style too. It's not mm. flashy. It's not f- trying to be funny. I mean, it's funny, but not like mm-hmm. in a Ryan Johnsony kind of way. I don't know. I yeah. don't, like there's no no I agree. titty milk coming out, you know, anywhere, <laughs> anything like that. So it's like it's man, I love it. I don't want to say like. The last, uh, I mean, the rise of Skywalker won't be. There's no way it'll be as good as the Mandalorian, but like, mm-hmm. I just think they're they're setting the bar pretty high for you know. Yeah, people and- are only going to see the Mandalorian and then immediately go see the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> yeah. and compare it immediately on social media. Be like, they can't even make a movie as good as their TV show. Right. Right. You know? And by the way, like this is the other thing that that we have to we have to just get to be okay with. We have to accept. Um. There's going to be a lot of Star Wars guys and not all of it's going to be great. And one Star Wars movie that if if Rise of Skywalker comes out and it's if it sucks. I mean if it's like 12% on Rotten Tomatoes type thing, no then chance. that could be a different no thing. Chance. No, of course not. I don't think so at all. But my point is if that happens, okay, we have some concerns for the franchise or the universe moving forward. If it's like 50 percent you know if it's like middling reviews and and fans are are kind of eh, it's not that great it's okay like star wars i'm gonna be super disappointed because i love star wars and i'm gonna i want this series to end on a high note and that's that's all good it's not going to kill star wars because star wars now exists in a world where um we are gonna have multiple star wars uh properties if not per year, then every five years we're going to have seven Star Wars things that, you know, I mean, it, it's, this is the world that we're in now and it's not the same as, uh, whatever Luke is putting out Phantom Menace in 99 and us all being like, oh my gosh, we waited 
16 years for this and it's so bad and is this the end oh my gosh what are we it's not the same we don't live in that world anymore if if you make a bad movie if if thor when thor 2 comes out and it's pretty crappy guess what they just moved on to iron man 3 you know like there's there's more of these and i know it's a little bit different mcu to to disney but the i don't know i think the principle still still applies it's it's not the end of the world if you make one poorly received movie it's it's more and anyway i'm off on my but anyway it's more about do you feel like you can trust the people who are in charge and i get that but it's just a little bit of a different micro different universe and i don't think we as star wars fans just in general i don't think we've adjusted to that paradigm yet yeah man i i really trust bob Iger though i i i think a lot of him i think he's he knows what people want i think he's a great people person i think he i think he actually has taste you know a lot of these people don't Mm -hmm. have taste you know no i totally agree i think that's a great point yeah absolutely like he he said publicly and man i wish i had the clip um he he did an interview with oprah like an extended like because he did his book tour and he did this uh like an hour-long interview with oprah i i would suggest the listener go back and watch um but he said in there um about the Lion King that like he saw the first screening of the Lion King, like the new one. And he said it was terrible and that he went to (laughs) Fabro himself and was like, we need to, this needs to be better. We need to push this further. Like, you know, and can you imagine what that movie was, Brian? (laughs) Considering what we got from the Lion King, like, and Bob Iger's like, well, thank God, I, and thank God I did yeah. because what we got was great, you know. Like that's what he's like. He thinks mm. he actually fixed the movie. Like, right. can you imagine what it had been had Bob Iger had one per- the one person who can say this needs to change? Probably, you know. Mm-hmm. Other than you know, John Favreau probably had complete creative control over that entire machine, you know. After the Jungle Book was made, the one person to say we need to change this. This is an unacceptable you know, made that probably into a billion dollar movie from what could have been a massive mm-hmm. flop, you know? And so having said that, I, I trust the man and um, I think they're in good hands. So yeah. we'll see. Same here. Same here. Well, this has been a good movie, new, movie news, rumors, rumblings, roundup, jamboree, extravaganza, rodeo, pro-am for the cure. And um, <laughs> we'll do these uh, whenever they're applicable. We don't want to force them, but uh, – we always have plenty of content over on the VIP if you want more from us. So um, if you haven't seen Ford, v- Ford versus Ferrari and you have seen The Lighthouse because you, you are in luck because we just did an episode. And also our National Treasure throwback uh, just dropped on the VIP as well. 2004's Nicolas Cage starring awesome Why Aren't There 20 of These National Treasure. So check that out and enjoy that. But uh, until then, Brian, where can we find you on the Internet? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. And you can find me on the Twitter at Kent Garrison and find us at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and madaboutmovies on Twitter. If you like our show, please leave us five stars and help us overcome the trolls that review bombed us for not <laughs> loving the Joker movie. By the way, I gave it a B. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We don't deserve one stars because I gave it a B. B is good grade, guys. Still a recommend. Just so we're clear, okay. Anyway, 
Oh. I didn't, and yeah. also that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to it's not a- like every movie that you like. There's a difference between, <laughs> and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. There's a difference between I disagree and you're wrong. Right? We got <laughs> right. a lot more you're wrong than right. I disagree. So, um, yeah, help us out with that. Leave us five stars or four stars or whatever if you like what you hear. That really does help the show and Big helps helps get us um, where we want to go and helps us get more reviews out to you. So that's all part of the thing. We really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Until then, till next week, um, I think after Ford v. Ferrari, we've got a little beautiful day in the neighborhood, maybe, talk. Man, coming. yeah, dude, I'm so – this next six weeks is going to be – gonna be awesome we got beautiful day in the neighborhood we've got knives out we've got jojo rabbit at some point we've got uh jumanji frozen two star wars we got a, a frozen two bonus i mean like it's gonna it's gonna pop it's gonna be a really fun really fun six weeks yeah and it's gonna be good so make sure and hit that subscribe and until then we'll see you at the cinema goodbye goodbye <laughs>